This is Quit, a podcast about change, the challenges of improving your career, making tough decisions, and starting something awesome. My name is Dan Benjamin. It's Friday, January 29th, 2016. And with me here in our uh, rearranged studio here in Austin, Texas, our headquarters is Hattie Cook. Hattie, welcome back to the show. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Pretty good. Pretty good. I have a lot on my mind. You know, people have been emailing the show because our call-in system needs to be redone. It needs to be fixed up. By the billionaire. Well, he's not going to do it. I've kind of given up waiting on him. Can you do it? Right, in all my copious spare time. Yeah, in your spare time. Aside from uh, running a podcast network and building a podcast hosting analytics platform, uh, doing sales as part of your team, and... uh, Planning for the future. Planning for the future, (laughs) stuff we we can't talk about yet. Converting a room into a green screen room. We can call it the green room. The green room. Well, the green room is actually (laughs) not the purpose of that room. I know. So in addition to that, yes, I could I could fix the Ansible call-in system, but no. And here, as we were starting the show, you handed me a document. You said you on top me- of the document there is the the word "quit," which has been circled. <laughs> and then this is apparently an email that I have sent to you, and no, my an- the content of the email that I sent to you that forwarded to you is: Can you please put this wherever you put emails for the show? And that's in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> and and now there is an email. So this is one of the people who have written in for help. How many sponsors do we have uh, for this show today? Is it two? I believe two. Two. I need to get those two, don't I? <laughs> yes. Please email them to me from <laughs> from your desk. And really uh, but but I do have a big topic here. I have a big topic. It's something I've been thinking about a lot. I have so much to say about this one topic. I don't. I. I and it's going to seem, I have two two topics, but this first one, it's going to seem like I'm being unreasonable. But before you decide that I'm being unreasonable, I want you to hear, hear, the, uh, hear, hear the article from the New York Post. I'll share most of it. Then I'll share my thoughts on it. And then you can decide if I'm still being unreasonable. Don't have a knee-jerk reaction is what I'm trying to say. Then we'll do the second topic. Then we'll do some emails. I've got the whole show planned out. I just, there's something fundamentally wrong about this. Well, I would preface it by saying you don't like people who complain. (laughs) I don't mind complaining if it's done in, with the the goal of the complaint should be to, to, to improve the situation. I have a great deal of respect for people who say, I don't like this situation that I'm in, and I am going to endeavor to improve that situation one way or another, hopefully in the most beneficial, kind way possible. But there are people who just sort of are, are sharing their exasperation about the way something is without providing any means to improving it, without affecting any solution. I don't want to hear a complaint Unless there is a proposed solution, even if your solution sucks, I still feel like there should be some kind of solution provided. Now, I think there is a generalization that one could make about guys. Being a guy, I feel qualified to make this uh, generalization that, that 
guys often feel motivated to find solutions to problems. I, I think that's safe to say for a lot of guys. When they hear about a problem, if 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 a, if a friend of theirs comes and says, "Oh man, this thing happened," a guy's natural inclination is going to be, "Oh, I, I let's fix that. I want to fix that. I want to help you fix that." Yes. If you, Hattie, if you came to me and said, "Oh," There's a, a, my apartment ceiling has a leak. I'd be like, well, here's how we can address that problem. Have you called these people? Have you done this thing? If not, here's what you need to do. Go to the store and do this. In the meantime, like, whereas all you may have wanted to do is just commiserate with me and be like, just vent. I don't need any actual help with this. Uh, The help that I needed was just for Dan to listen and be like, oh man, that sucks. I hate that. That's that, that in fact is helping. So perhaps. The New York Post reporter Melkorka Licia, I hope I'm saying that right, M-E-L-K-O-R-K-A, Melkorka, L-I-C-E-A, Licia, Melkorka, Licia, Licia, yeah, like the camera, Leica, like the camera, Leica, 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 anyway, this this woman uh, who is, uh, who is a reporter for the New York Post. Maybe he's just wanting to vent. Maybe that's what she's all that she's wanting to do is just I vent. I can see that. It's, it's not in the uh, op-ed category or anything like that. It's in the metro category on the New York Post. And this will be in the show notes. I don't know if we're going to need any other show notes, but uh, 5x5.tv slash quit slash 84. That's where you can find a link to this story, although I'm going to be reading a lot of it. Now, I don't understand something else here about this. I always, and maybe this is me being naive or old-fashioned, but I thought that if you're a reporter, like your, your job is being a reporter. You're a reporter. You report. That's your job. It is. But apparently, maybe this reporter, she's got two jobs. One job, reporter for New York Post. Other. Other job. A takeout delivery person. So I'm I'm now I have to read at least some, if not all of this article on the New York Post. This came out on January 24th. Now, for those who are listening to this in the far great distant future. Remember that time that New York had that crazy storm? Yeah, we had a <laughs> we had a crazy storm in the northeast United States recently. And it was enough that it made all kinds of news. Tons of people were, were stranded. They, they didn't have power. They called it Snowzilla were... <laughs> and flights were being canceled and it was crazy. We've had worse, but this was pretty bad. And apparently during this, while this was going on, Melkorka, the title of this article is, I delivered takeout during the blizzard and you won't believe who stiffed me on tips. Again, this is a clickbait article. Right, I don't like that title. I think <laughs> you won't believe who stiffed me on tips. The president, uh, like what? <laughs> so here, here's this is here's this article. I have to just jump in and read this. It's posted January twenty fourth, twenty sixteen, at five oh five a.m. I battled my way for twelve blocks through mountains of snow and against treacherous winds while teetering on the back of a bike. Now, I, 
I yeah, have covering his mouth. I have hand. so much to say, about, uh, but just about this. I don't. There is a name for this style of exposition for this kind of writing. There is a, there is a name for it. I don't know what the name of it is. It's a storytelling kind of thing where it's like, can't you believe this? everything is just kind of it, it's not that necessarily that it's exaggerated dramatic, but. You know, I would I would be impressed if it was if if I saw some facts. You don't like over, I want some facts. over dramatizing yes, something. I don't want that. I want to say uh how about how about an intro like this? Put put me in Okay, I I I have an English degree. Put me in the story here. Here's how I want. That doesn't put me in the story. You know what puts me in the story more even more than that? Would say it is Saturday morning. It is 8 a.m. New York has just had the worst storm in X many years. Guess who's out in it? Right. Guess who's <laughs> out in it? Me. That morning, the weather the, the weather lady said we had received 52 inches of snow in only right. four hours. Cars are unable to drive. Right. These are facts. These are cool facts. Uh, I, you know, okay. Anyway, listen, uh, I'm not going to, that was the only thing. I'm not, I'm not going to nitpick her style anymore. I'm going to say this is her style of writing, and I, I accept it. I'm moving on. Next paragraph. My mission. Pick up an order of chips, guacamole, and a grand quesadilla, and deliver it to a banker at Morgan Stanley. Okay, cute. She's describing it as a mission. Funny. The gusts whipped my... Ch- You'll see why I'm reading this story in a second. There is a point <laughs> to this. The gusts whipped my cheeks raw as we turned the corner to Blockhead's restaurant on 50th Street and 9th Avenue to pick up the food. I don't know who we is. I don't know why it says we in that That's weird. paragraph. Whatever. This is insane, I thought, even for a girl from Iceland, which I am. I feel like she didn't have to say that because even from a girl from Iceland, I'd be like, she's from Iceland. A grueling 10 minutes later, I arrived at my destination, the storied investment bank's world headquarters on Broadway and 48th. I called up the customer. I'll be right down, he said. I dismounted the bicycle, tore off my goggles, and tried to shake shake off the icicles, matting my hair before entering the skyscraper's marble lobby. The customer kept me waiting for eight long minutes, about the same amount of time it took for my harrowing journey through the storm. Is it cold out there? He asked me while signing the bill on my iPhone. Is the sky blue? I wanted to reply. He handed the phone back and told me to, quote, be careful and walked away. The bill was $25.53 total. He had tipped me $1.75. That's less than 7%. If blood could boil in a blizzard, mine was. Okay. Now, she works apparently for a company called uh, Homer Logistics, the delivery firm that let her be a food deliverer for a day. Now, the story begins to unfold. She is a reporter. She did this for a day. Oh, I didn't. Just so that she could... Right about it. Now, why did she pick doing it on that day? I don't know. Because it would have made a better story, of course. Don't Uh, do it in the middle of spring. 
Don't do it <laughs> when it's happy. when it's seventy five degrees and sunny and everyone's happy and you can ride your bike and wear your wear a pair of shorts and a t shirt and be comfortable and no and get some exercise. Do it during the worst blizzard around. Yeah, people can be real a holes sometimes," said Adam Price, owner of Homer Logistics, a delivery firm that let me be a food driver delivery for a day. The firm handles orders for more than seventy eateries in Midtown West and Chelsea. These are for those who don't haven't been to New York, those are neighborhoods in New York. Yes. I'm only going to read a little bit more, but I have I have to I have to do this. My next stop was Ollie's Szechuan on 42nd Street and 9th Avenue to snag an order of beef with spicy barbecue sauce and veggie dumplings. Another lazy Manhattanite was yearning for their cuisine, weather be damned. She has a lot of contempt for the person who would have the nerve to use, to use a service that's being provided to them. While, How, while what, a storm the nerve, is going on the where nerve. they don't want to leave the house. That's exactly when you use one of these services. Another lazy Manhattanite. I've never ordered food from anyone. Like what? Bundled up locals gawked and took photos of me as I pedaled along, weaving through an icy obstacle course. You're crazy, one man yelled. Others offer encouragement like, you go. It took me 15 minutes to get to the customer's luxury high rise on West 37th and 10th Street. Sorry for the delay. Thanks so much for your business, I said cheerfully, as Price had instructed me to. Thanks so much, the woman said. Hope it's not too crazy out there. It was, lady. (laughs) I'm not making this up. The bill was twenty two eighty seven, and she tipped two dollars and twenty nine cents, a measly ten percent. I was frozen with disbelief, and here's the next line, the one that I have the most to say about. It shouldn't be news to anyone that a twenty percent tip is standard for all members of the service industry. We'll get back to that in a second. But braving a blizzard is not standard; it's exceptional. I know the next time I order food in a snowstorm, I won't forget to give that hearty delivery person nothing less than an avalanche of appreciation along with a cup of hot cocoa. End of story. Now, <laughs> there, I have so much to say about this. I know you do. <laughs> but I'm going to focus on that one line. It shouldn't be news to anyone that a 20% tip is standard for all members of the service industry. Now, I tweeted about this story and I tweeted that I was going to be talking about it on today's episode of Quit because I wanted to solicit some opinions. I got a lot of opinions tweeting back to me about this. And I have not heard these. These are all new to me. Some people were questioning which, who, whose side of the story would I take? Would I take the side? I'll right, give you a hint. You- I'm not going to take the side of the poor delivery girl. Right, because when you first sent it to me, I was like, oh, he's exasperated that people are not tipping. Uh-huh. <laughs> Because, you you know, you take the side when somebody sends yeah, you something, you want, you, I feel you, you like you take the side, take the of, side of the underdog, right? Yeah. She's, first of all, she's not an underdog. Yeah. And I, she's a reporter faking this job. Basically. I did not. I guess. No, I, I didn't want you. To, I didn't want you to see that because I, that that gives away part of her credibility right. right there. If you think that maybe she's just got two jobs like I was kind of posing it in the beginning. Right. Or like maybe she you know, has been doing this for four years and like, man, you'd think that out of every day, you'd think on a day that we have like crazy snow that maybe I get a little extra money. No, mm-hmm. I have, I have done delivery jobs before. 
For some reason, uh, people don't want to like say what they've done. I was a Domino's delivery pizza driver. And this is back in the um, late 80s uh, when it was actually maybe even 90, when it was still, they were still doing that thing where if they didn't deliver it oh. in an hour or half an hour, whatever it was, there was something where if, if it's not there in 30 minutes, it's free. That was the their deal, something like that. And that contributed to a lot of speeding. And <laughs> yeah, it, I un, unfortunately, I think even some some car crashes and maybe there was a death or something and they had to they got rid of it. Right. It was too stressful. They got rid of the whole uh, requirement that or guarantee that it would be there in that time or it's free. They got rid of that. Fortunately, it was a dumb idea. But I did lots and lots of deliveries. Now, we were paid an hourly rate. And then we also uh, it was it was frequent that we would get a tip. It was never guaranteed that we would get a tip and tips were not expected, although getting the amount was not expected no, either. But getting a tip was a nice thing. It, I, I definitely remember, uh, you know, I was probably 16, 17 years old. I definitely remember leaving a place after getting no tip and being like, oh, that sucked. I didn't get a tip. But it wasn't like, how dare you not tip me? Right. Now, there was. My impression at the time as a 17 year old was that everybody knew that you're, everybody knows you're supposed to tip a delivery person. Everybody knows you're supposed to tip a delivery person. Everybody knows you're supposed to tip uh, your server at a restaurant. Everybody knows you're supposed to tip the person who cuts your hair, et cetera. These are people right. in the service who industry. Who provide a service, yes. Now, I've, my understanding, and Hattie, you've, you've traveled extensively in, uh, in oh, Europe. Yeah. There is a different philosophy of tipping. So for for the European folks who are listening to the show right now, that, right? Explain, explain, explain the difference. Well, my my knowledge is that, um, and it's not for all countries, but I think I know for sure it's in in England. When I was in London, it the tip was built into their um, into your price in a way. Um, so tipping was. Eh. You didn't, it was kind of like, wow, they're really nice to give me extra money, but like, it's not necessary. Like maybe if somebody went above and beyond, right? you might do that, but it was generally, you don't tip. I think in France, it's insulting if you tip. If you do tip. I think I could have that wrong, but there was one place where it's like, uh, what's wrong with you? Why are you tipping? Uh. <laughs> like you're, cr that's like, like if you went out to, to McDonald's or you ordered a pizza, one pizza. You had it delivered, and then you gave the person like a $200 tip. You'd be like, what's wrong with you? It was kind of like that look. Right. You're like, what? It's the regular amount. And they're like, no, 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 you don't do that. And I was like, okay, I won't do that anymore. In, in South Korea, I don't recall there ever being any tips right. at all. Maybe that's changed since the late 90s. Because uh, the wage is higher, right? Isn't that what, why there's no tips? I think so. I don't know. And I thought that's how it was in Europe. And in Canada... I remember I tipped uh, the guy who like he like valeted our car and brought our bags up to our hotel all yeah. this and like checked us. He did oh, like everything. The bell, bell guy. I gave him yeah. five bucks and he looked at me like I had given him <laughs> a that. I mean, the a exchange rate house. was pretty good, <laughs> but he looked at me like I just handed him a 50 and he's right. like, thank you. He's like, uh, and, and, and no, he wasn't like making a joke out of it. He was legitimately right. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't like, oh, thanks for the oh, big tip, buddy. Thanks. No, like I gave him the tip and he was like, 
uh, is there anything else you need? I can right. I can get you anything else. You want me to to bring anything back? I'll I'll check I in. Want, I'll check I in want later. Five more dollars. <laughs> I'll check in later if there's anything. Uh, you really didn't have to do that. And I was like, all right. And I found out later. This was at the exchange rate when the then the U.S. dollar was really strong against Canada. Uh, and uh, was and so like apparently 15? it was. I don't know what it was. It was very generous. And I didn't. I'm, I'm glad it was generous. I just didn't mean to do it. You're a rich American. <laughs> but now back to back to this story here. There were plenty of times when I delivered a pizza, and you know the the average price of a pizza probably back then was probably about fifteen, ten to fifteen bucks. You know, and uh, I remember they used to have this one deal: two two pe- two medium sized pizzas with two toppings for twelve bucks or something like this. So they like it wasn't a pizza you know, used to be so inexpensive. Yeah. It's so expensive. It now. is. But let's just say it's you know, between let's say fifteen bucks. I might get a three dollar tip out of that. I've definitely got five dollar tips. I definitely got the change in that person's pocket. Or like whatever, like if they if it was fifteen and it was the twenty was whatever they had left, they're like, ah, just keep the change. Right. Yeah. Definitely. And I didn't, you know, obviously the more tips you make, the better. And it was known that it, people w- would tip you. Generally, the people with the least amount of money, and you could judge that based on, I'm I'm, just, I'm saying apparent least amount of money, based on the cars that were in front of their house and the house that they were in and the neighborhood that they were in. The more expensive the neighborhood, the nicer the cars, the less the tip would be, generally speaking. Yeah. So if you went to a nice house and they had a Mercedes. Stingy with the tips. They, you'd get a, a buck or two. And if you went to the other side of the tracks, when the working class people, the people with. People who probably also had delivery jobs. Right. Then they would give you a much more generous tip. That was most often generally the truth. I will say that I went to places where I got no tip at all and I never felt angry about that. I never felt gypped. I never felt. Uh, I never felt insulted by that. It was simply they didn't give me a tip for one reason or another. But I would never stand there with my hand out. Right. You know, I'd never, never be like. expected it. Right. Whereas I've been at many, many hotels where the bell, bellboy, bellhop is uh, sort of like clearly waiting. They're, yeah, they're just looking at you and you're like, this <laughs> is a little. <laughs> now, what surprises me is I, I feel that, that the behind the scenes that uh, Melkorka was trying to expose the awful reality of delivery people in that they're they're even in these extreme situation of traveling in the snow that they were not but let well also think about this I'm ready to break this whole thing down for you she was doing this in New York I think it would be very different in a place like Austin like I don't know. I just, I feel like... Austin has the nicest people in the world. Nicest That's why. people. Also, New York, everyone is, they're like, well, I could go and get that or I could just order from some other delivery place. You know, like, I feel like there's that air of... Competitive you're, angst. You're not necessary to me getting this food. <laughs> and if anything, maybe you're an obstacle. Right. Well, before we go forward, let me tell you about Squarespace. It's the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. When I need to build a website now, or if somebody comes to me and says, I want to build a website, I always point them at Squarespace. It makes it so easy to get started. It's insane. It's really insane. This kind of software, it didn't exist 
years ago at all. You just couldn't do it. Everything was writing your own HTML, editing your own CSS, and becoming a master of these things. And even when that got easier, and even when applications came out and little hosting platforms came out to do that, there were still so many other details. E-commerce is a, a very mysterious thing. Compliance and all of that stuff. Shipping, you know, handling people's credit cards, all of that. Posting music. If you're an artist and you're like, I want to put our new band, uh, our new our, our band has a new album up, but I want to put that up online. If you're a restaurant, you want to post the menus and hours of operation and embed a map. Like all of these things, anything that you would want to do in the creation of any kind of website has just been thought through. I love that map as an example. Like you don't have to like go to Google Maps and figure out how to do their embed code and put, no, right. it, with Squarespace, you just type your address in and check the little box that says display a map. And it, now it has a map. Like they've thought Easy of everything. Peasy. Contact forms, really pretty much anything that you could think of in, that's They're involved cool, um, in the creation of a website. And you do it all just by dragging and dropping, checking some boxes and sliding some sliders. You pick these from these uh, huge selection of templates so that you can make your site look however you want it to look. And it's it's just a gorgeous, simple, straightforward solution for making a beautiful website. And uh, and they made a special URL, squarespace.com slash quit. Squarespace.com slash quit. You're going to use the offer code quit to get 10% off your first purchase. And even just going to that URL, just take five seconds right now. Pull your car over to the side of the road. If you're jogging, you know what? Run you're in at, place. You're out of breath. No, you're out of breath. You need to take a little break. If you're at the gym, you're working out after this set, go finish your, finish your set, finish yeah. your set, go to your phone and go to squarespace.com slash quit. You don't have to sign up right now. Just go there. That'll show support for the show and then use that offer code quit to get 10% off your first purchase. Thanks to Squarespace for making this episode of quit possible. All right. So now Melkorka, who do I side with? I do not side with Melkorka. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. Whose fault, whose fault is it <laughs> that, that Melkorka is out there? Forget what kind of day it is. Right. Melkorka picked this job to do it. Now, let's say that Melkorka is not a New York Post reporter. Let's say that this is Melkorka's chosen line of work, that this is, this is how she supports herself. Maybe it's how she supports uh, her, her mother and her in their New York apartment. Maybe it's her and her 10 kids. Who knows? But this is her chosen line of work. Got it. It's, it's insensitive and stupid to say, you should just pick another job. Because uh, a lot of the time, you know what? People are in the best jobs that they can find. But clearly, Malcorca, it is news to people that a 20% tip is standard for all members of the service industry. It's not standard. And there are plenty of places where people, have you ever heard the expression, Hattie, oh, they work for tips. Have you ever heard that expression? Yes. Working for tips means that their hourly rate is either non-existent or fairly low. And the tips are how they pay their bills. The tips that they receive are the primary way that they're making their living. So in many cases, you will have a person working in a restaurant who will make significantly below the minimum wage. Right. They might make 2 or $3 an hour plus tips. But 
you know, the thing, maybe the restaurant is really expensive or something like that. And the tips on the bills are like, or maybe they're going to make really dollars. Sure. Right. That, that certainly can happen. But the fact is when you're hired into that job, part of the discussion of starting the job is how much it pays. So whenever I've worked in a restaurant where tips were involved or a delivery job, they'd say, you're going to make $3 and 35 cents an hour, which is minimum wage. Plus tips, plus mileage. That's how it worked at uh, at Domino's Pizza. We made minimum wage, plus tips, whatever those were, which could be nothing, plus mileage. So we were guaranteed whatever it was per mile, 20 cents a mile, whatever. So that was for wear and tear you on your, your car and your gas. Your own car? Yeah, your own okay. car. So you knew you were getting that, but you didn't know what the tips were going to be. So if you did well in tips... You would have a good day, but you knew you were getting that minimum wage. Now, if somebody decides to be a server in a restaurant or a bellhop or whatever, they may be relying on tips, but that still does not mean tips are mandatory. Now, Hattie, I think you you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm a pretty good tipper. I always tip. I tip even perhaps when it's unnecessary. I tip. Yeah, I do too. You know, (laughs) somebody brings something, they're getting a tip. Now, I have certain rules around that. And one example of this is... If I, okay, so here's, here's a question for you. Let's say we go to, let's say we go for lunch today to your favorite restaurant, Outback Steakhouse. And we go to Outback (laughs) Steakhouse and we call in ahead of time Uh and they have prepared our meal and well, just come up to the bar to pick it up and you pay up there. All right. So we show up and we go in, we go into the bar. We're picking up. We're picking up. Order for pickup. Order for pickup. Not eating there. Pick up. And... (laughs) You uh, you walk in there. You walk up to the bar, uh-huh. and they say, "Okay, that'll be thirty bucks," and you pay them thirty bucks. Do you tip that person, the bartender, who or the person working behind the bar who has brought okay. the food out, and how much? If I'm coming to because them a twenty to pick a, up. a twenty percent tip of thirty dollars would be six six bucks. Are you going to give that person no six dollars? So I'll 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 look at the bill and I'll say okay, six dollars. Now if I was eating here, that's what I would tip. So if you had sat down, sat and had down, a whole meal, yes. the server had gone back and forth that's with food they items, and they would get six bucks. Yes, and then if they did really good, maybe more. I don't would know. you ever penalize them for poor service? Yeah, if they were rude, yeah, I'm not going to give. What if them they weren't the rude, exact... but they just didn't? They didn't like get, they were late. They were late and they, they took a long time to get the drinks back out. Um, and then they, when your burger got there, it was cold and they didn't apologize. I think only if they were like rude to me, then I would take off points mm-hmm. or maybe like I asked them specifically like this has to be gluten free. This has to be with no onions. This has to. Be. And then they brought me out a regular bun with onion, you know, like uh-huh. all that. Then I'd be like, maybe they weren't paying that much attention. So you, would you penalize them five bucks? Give them no, five bucks or four bucks? Uh, five, five bucks. I'd probably right. t- knock a dollar off. All right. But still, that's How much even... do you tip the bartender who brought the food out then? Uh, okay. So I would look at that and I'd be like, okay, the, the, normally if I'd sat down, it'd be $6. So, but all they did, all this bartender did was pick up the food from the person in the back who said order is ready mm-hmm. and then keep it there. So I think two, three, three. I think I probably put down a three cause I'm a generous person. Yeah. I, I think that's the right amount. I basically say $3 
unless it's an order for 300 people or right, something. Right, that's very different. Yeah, I'd be like, thanks for but I feel like managing if you, all this. If you're picking something up that has been prepared and assembled together for you in a restaurant that is normally a sit-down restaurant and not specifically a takeout style of restaurant, but right. one where it would be normal for you to go into the restaurant, get a table, and sit down. In that situation, I think $3 is, is kind even it's, whether it's a $20 meal right. or a $50 meal, I think $3 is, is probably okay for that. If it's a place like, um, I think Mama Foo's is just takeout. Like you, there's like a little table okay, in there. Okay, and that's a but perfect nobody, example. Yeah. Mama Foo's is a good example. A taco place would be another example. Right. Um, Where the you local, cannot sit and The stay local there. sandwich shop that, uh, that yep. serves the downtown business community, for example, a place like that. Maybe there are a couple tables in there. But no one's really like. But no matter what, you're going up to the counter, placing your order, paying, and then maybe you want to sit down there and eat it. Maybe you want to walk away right. and, and take it. But the the routine is the same. You walk up to the counter, There's you no order, servers. you pay, and you go. Right. In that situation, do you tip and how much? Uh, I still tip, and I think I still do twenty percent. Twenty percent. Yeah, I probably would. You would do twenty percent at that place. Even though at the other place you give a flat three okay, bucks, let me think. now if you're doing twenty percent. So if no, you did a thirty dollar order, you're giving them no, six I'd bucks for ta- for, uh, for an order of thirty dollars of tacos. Wow, you are very generous. Well, thirty dollars in tacos is a lot of tacos, but okay, let me think. Okay, maybe not thirty. Well, at Taco Deli, I do I do twenty. When you're just doing a takeout? No, no, no. When I'm like going to sit down and eat in there. Really? Yeah. I uh, wow. I know. 20% on that? Yeah. This is why I have. Okay. We should talk about that too because. Too much spending on <laughs> food. Yeah. <laughs> it's all going to tip. Okay. Because. I I'm overly if, if I go to a place like that. Yeah. What do you do? I do $1 generally as just a, a thank you for taking the order and, and putting it in. I might do, if it's, if it's a bigger order, I might bump it to the $3 space See, but i'm i'm done there i pro okay realistically i should probably do something like three and then because to me that's tacos mm-hmm. or food if mm-hmm. i'm eating it yeah if i stop at the steeping room and just get like a coffee mm-hmm. maybe a scone a dollar dollar that is what you get you get a dollar you have done nothing except take a scone that i could get out of a cabinet yeah put it on a napkin and hand it to me that's You've done the minimum amount of work right. possible. Yeah. You, the people have made the drink in the back and <laughs> handed it to you uh-huh. to then hand to me. You have now, you are the hander. Yeah. One dollar. A hander gets a hander hander gets, gets a, a dollar. dollar. <laughs> hander for a dollar. I frequently do 20 to 25% in a sit down place. Yeah. If it's exceptional It shouldn't service, be news to anyone that a 20% tip is standard for all members of the service industry. Now, if you're in this situation, let's say that here in Austin, they come out, this company, what is the name of this company? Homer Logistics. Homer Logistics decides to open up an Austin branch and we can sit here uh, as lazy Austinites right. yearning for our cuisine, weather be damned, on a day like today, 70, 70 yeah. degrees, sunny and clear, and uh, we can order uh, I feel like I a want, sandwich from yeah. Noble Pig down the road. Oh. And someone goes and gets it, brings it here, brings it up. We come down, meet them in the lobby. How much are you tipping that person? 
Are you tipping them 20%? This is the last question I'll ask you about uh, this. Mm, no. Maybe. Okay, still, let's use a $30 again. Six. Four, four or five. Okay. I think, I think that's reasonable. I, I don't know. It's, it's very questionable. The other thing is, I believe that, obviously, what she doesn't reveal, the bill was twenty five fifty three total. I don't know what her delivery charge was. I don't right. know what Homer Logistics charges. Right. Because if they're tacking on an extra $8. But I guarantee $8, you they're tacking on a percentage. Right. Whether it's 10 or 20%. They're already tacking it on. So now... I am the consumer in this situation. Right. And I have placed an order with uh, Homer Logistics or whoever, and, and I'm getting this food delivered to me. And it's $20. You're, the food My that you food ordered is, is 20 bucks, and they've added on $8. another 8 bucks. Guess what? I might be, I'm not saying I would be, but I might be inclined to say. Tip less. I don't need to tip very much because. Your tip's already in there. Uh, the tip's already in there. Yeah. Or I have already paid for this service. Right. So it, I think it, it actually is very confusing to the consumer. I think so too. What Who's am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to tip this person or, or have I paid their fee? And how much do I tip them? Do I tip them on the amount of the food? Do I tip them on the full amount of the bill? Do I tip them on just the work that, that they did? Right. What would be the right tip? So I don't know how, you know, what we also don't know. Because no, no facts are really given to us here. No. How many deliveries did questions. she do? Did she do just the two and that was enough for her story? Did she do 10 others and they gave her good tips? Did she do this on a, a day where the weather was really good and see if there was a different amount of tipping did she, then? My questions are, what for Homer Logistics, what is the typical tip amount that they get? If the typical tip amount that Homer Logistics employees get is 50 cents and she's getting a dollar, two dollars, three dollars. Right. Then she's doing great. Right. She might have actually gotten really good. Well, right. anyway, if you Who go, knows? I'll put this in the show notes. If you go to Homer Logistics, Homer Logistics, focus on running your restaurant. Leave delivery to Homer. Okay. So they are not like, um, like they're not just, we're a company that goes to every restaurant in the world to go and get the thing. This is more like, a service if this is that like, is more connected to the restaurants than the right. I I, I am now. a restaurant owner. I would go to Homer and I would click one of these two buttons. I want to deliver, or I already deliver. But here's what here's what they say. <laughs> the demand for delivered food has exploded in recent years. Addish, additionally, eighty three percent of millennials, Hattie, have used <laughs> mobile apps or websites to have food delivered. Offering delivery helps ensure that your business won't fall behind in the consumer behavior trends that your product appeals to all potential customers, whether they're in store or out of store. So maybe these guys are uh, they're they're essentially they're outsourcing delivery delivery. stuff. And and uh, basically, instead of having like someone sitting around in your restaurant. They will go and do this for you. So what's going to happen is you're going to call the restaurant that you want to order your food from. And then they're going to be like, okay, your order should be there in 20 minutes. And then Homer's going to do the rest. So maybe these right. people who are ordering have no idea that Homer is even involved. Most likely right. they think they're working directly with the, restaurant. with the restaurant. Now, interesting. yeah, this is a very interesting business idea. But if I'm running Homer, I have to make sure that my delivery people are going to get paid. 
And when I engage them, Hattie, you want to work for my my uh, Homer Logistics Delivery Company? Yes. It's uh, you get minimum wage. Okay. Seven plus whatever whatever tips you get. Isn't it seven twenty five? I think I think that's minimum now. Plus whatever tips you get. Maybe I say you know what you get three bucks an hour plus tips. Now if you get three bucks an hour plus tips, and you don't get any tips, right, you're going to pretty quickly say this this stinks, right? Because I'm not making enough, and I could go work at the corner store. For minimum wage, right. not have to worry about tips. And I don't have to run around all of the city. But I will <laughs> tell you that in my experience of tip with, with tips, and I have I have interviewed people about this, about people who have jobs that are primarily tip driven. Overwhelmingly, the amount that they make in tips uh, from the pl- the comp- the people that do tip, they make way more than uh, than they would at a job that was just hourly. Right. And right. beyond beyond that, the occasional times where they get no tip or very low tip are few and far between. And it's overwhelmingly they're getting normal More, or gen- generous yeah. tips. I will tell you, our mutual friend who has a design degree, who worked in a restaurant, made more than oh, yes. her her peers doing a uh Basically, as a server in a restaurant, it was a very nice restaurant. Right, it was one of the better. But she made she made almost double what her friends who had graduated at the same time as her and went into their degree. Yes, she made almost double what they made per month. Per month, and she was or per year even, and she was working less than them, and her hours were more flexible, and she could go in and kind of work when she wanted, Mm -hmm. and she had that freedom and that luxury. Now, she was not using her degree. She eventually did go in to do her degree job, but it was a tough decision because she had to take a pay cut to go and do what she had studied college for. So overwhelmingly, most of the kinds of jobs, if you're in a a good city with her, I just, I feel like, I feel like the, the whole point of this piece is just to get people upset. But I think that realistically, if you go into a job where you don't know, and this is my whole point. If you go into a job where you don't really know what you're going to get paid and there is the fault of this person's outrage here should be if on anything should be on herself for saying for not for not understanding that she was taking a risk by working at a place that had no I'm assuming that had no guaranteed uh, minimums. OK, so that that's her fault. Number one. Number two, if Homer Logistics isn't paying her enough. For her to do it without getting the tips, then she should she should quickly realize that and start looking for a different job. Right. It's absolutely not the fault of the restaurant and most likely not the fault of Homer Logistics either. I think if you're pursuing it, no one forced her to work there. No. She chose to work there. It's her own ignorance, I think, of the way that the world is to think, oh, I'm going to get a lot of money from tips and I didn't. Also, to be expectant of other human beings to understand what you've worked hard towards doing. Well, and and that's her point, Hattie. That's her whole point. She is, expects didn't people. Didn't you see right. me out here in the snow laboring to get this food for Maybe you? Maybe I'm cynical, but I I expect humanity to never understand how much work a certain person is doing. Well said. Ever. Well said. So I I would be surprised I would not be surprised that I would get a dollar tip. I would be very surprised if I got a regular 20% tip. 
I totally, totally <laughs> agree with you. And I don't think that the weather circumstances are special. No, and this is this is people where are people horrible. are gonna disagree with me. This people is where people are, are gonna disagree with me. If I'm if I'm I, I can't tell you how many times I was in South Florida driving these cars, driving this car around to deliver these stupid pizzas. It rained a lot down there. And there were a lot of horrible weather conditions where I'd be completely drenched bringing pizzas up. I'd be driving in dangerous conditions. conditions. Yeah, right? Like to, to do that. But here's the thing. I decided to work for a company that involved delivering pizzas. And I know that people will, deli- will want their pizzas delivered regardless of whether it's raining or not. In fact, they want it more when it's raining because now they can't go out. Because they don't want to go out. Should I get more tip because I'm driving in the rain and getting wet? No, because I agreed to do that job. Right. That's the job that I'm doing. Living in Florida, it rains there. I took a job that's going to put me out in the elements. I had to know that it was going to rain there. And guess what? That's my choice. I don't get special treatment because, oh, boo-hoo, it rained. And I, well, yeah, I knew it would rain when I took that job. Guess what? The, The person who delivers my mail... That's the whole thing, like rain or shine, right? Hot, cold, whatever it is, they're going to be. That's part of the job that they signed up for. That's what makes mail good. Should I (laughs) should I feel bad that they had to that I had to? You know, should someone feel bad for me that I'm delivering pizza in the rain? No, because no one made you do it. That's the job that I chose to pick. Should they feel bad that that's the job that I chose? Maybe. Maybe they want to. They feel bad that I was dumb enough to do a pizza delivery job, or if that was the only (laughs) job you could get. But you know what? But yeah, but like. Uh, they don't know that and they have to assume that I'm in the job because I want to be doing it. Also, you have to think about this. People, like I said, people, they're only thinking about themselves. I've learned that over the years. I guess I'm jaded now, but like people are only concerned and think about things in the way that they affect themselves and they don't put people in other people's shoes. Right. Now, oh man, now, now. driving around in the on a bike in the snow. Oh my gosh. I can't believe. But there is that attitude right. of like, well, I get, you wanted well, to do you it. Chose it. You chose it. Well, you wanted to do it. Yep. So I agree with that. Now, I will say that there is a special kind of person who would put themselves in the other person's shoes and say, wow, I know you signed up for it, but that really sucks. But see, there's an element of guilt that I feel like is is under the surface here. If if I if there is a company out there that provides a service and I've decided to employ that company in the execution of that service and they are uh, they are delivering that food to me as the service that they provide that I sign up to use that I've paid for. Should is there that piece of my humanity that should say this person had to go above and beyond what normalcy would dictate and I'm almost like I should feel bad that I made this person drive. And this is where she's coming from. I made her labor in the snow because I ordered this food. I'm a lazy Manhattanite yearning for my cuisine, weather be damned. That's what she says that another lazy Manhattanite was yearning for their cuisine, weather be damned. That's not how you're feeling. (laughs) Also, what you're feeling is, Hey, uh, honey, are you hungry for some food? The kids are hungry, too. You know what? It's really cold out there. I don't feel like going anywhere. But you know what? That little uh, Szechuan place around the corner delivers. 
through home or logistics. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, and place an order. Uh, do, do you want anything, Kung Pao? Okay, I'll uh, I'll put in our regular order. Or you know what? That's all they're thinking about. That's I just all got they're off thinking about. A 17 hour medical shift, right. and I just walked home in the snow because I don't have a car or a bike, and I couldn't ride the train because I don't have enough money because I'm trying to pay for my. You're paying off Medical your student school, loans. school, right. And you know what? I just want a little bit of food because I can't brave the storm because I am so exhausted. Right. But we don't know the story. And and so guess what? Complaining. Thanks to Homer Logistics because they're going to make it possible for me to get my Szechuan. Right. And that's all, that's all that I care about. Now, am I going to think about a tip? Am I going to say, wow, this person had to go above and beyond to be out there in the weather? But that's their job. Right, like okay. That's Hattie, just that's snowing, their job. Fine. If it's like snowing to the point of but oh it my was, gosh. But it was snowing to the right. point of oh my gosh. See, I would be the person that would be like I would I would tip a, a nice amount for that to to be because like Because you're like, you know what, you you worked really hard to get me this food. Or here. you know what? It might have not even been up to you to have to work today. You know, like, like they were called in. Right. Like, you know what, Hattie, you're working this snow day. Oh, and it happens to be an ice storm outside. Mm-hmm. Great. Right. You're working on <laughs> Wednesday. Guess what? That's the ice storm. Right. No, you know, and no I choice. feel like, you know what, that that really sucks. Right. But if the person doesn't tip, that's they're they're not an evil person for not no. tipping. And uh, yeah. And, and a lot of people, people don't know. A lot of people don't know. People that don't know how much tip ever. 10% is standard. 20% is standard. 30% is standard. That you're supposed to tip based on what the difficulty of the job. So wait a minute. If, if I go in to get a haircut, right? And the price of that haircut's 20 bucks, 25 bucks. How much am I supposed to tip? Five bucks? But that would be 20%. What if it's the owner? Then is it a different amount? The answer is yes. It is a different amount. If the, if it's owner, the owner cuts your hair? Yeah. Really? Why? Yes. Because most of the, <laughs> see, now I'm expected to have an, a knowledge of the intricacies of how a barbershop works and how much you're that. renting for the chair and yeah. how much, and do you tip the person who washes your hair if it's a different place at a then, special salon? You, then you have to think about places, two different types of places. One, if who's actually getting that tip? Is this tip going to my server or is it going just to the restaurant? To the restaurant. Is there going to be a tip out at the end and everybody gets the same amount? Then I don't really want to put in the same amount of money. Because screw the rest of the restaurant. Because what if, what if the, the person that sat me was rude and the people I talked to on the phone were rude, but my server was amazing. (laughs) Is my money going straight to that person to John, the server? This is why I think tipping is, is tipping is bad. (laughs) <laughs> I hate tipping. I think tipping should be gone because people should make it. I, it leaves too much up to the person sitting there. Right. I don't want that. I want, you know, you could, the flip side of it is you could say, well, if this person gave you really extraordinary service, shouldn't they be additionally rewarded? No. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Extraordinary service should be expected. Yes. People should do an excellent job. Because they should do an excellent job. We shouldn't give them not because a treat. they expect to be rewarded for doing an excellent job. Right. And that is at the core of what everything that's wrong with the, the a whole economy that's based <laughs> around tipping. That's based. Well, if I had known I wasn't going to get a good tip, I would have taken a lot longer to get them that order or right. I would have spit in their food or Ugh. I would have not cared. Or maybe I wouldn't have washed my hands so good if I had known I wasn't going to get a tip. You know what I'm saying? Like. 
that's almost the attitude. It's like, well, they were a big tipper and they tipped really good last time. So they're going to get special service. No, everybody's going to get the same level of service. And that level is going to be awesome. Right. And, and I don't care if they're getting, if they're going to be tipping me a little or if they're going to be tipping me a lot. And you know what? That's why tipping is bad because it encourages this kind of behavior. And then it encourages people to feel dejected and pissed off at the end of it or feel guilty and bad if they don't know how much to give right she's painting it out like people are bad for ordering food in a snowstorm and yet the restaurant's open and they've got a delivery contract with homer okay so (laughs) so whose fault is it oh i called the restaurant the restaurant was open i put in an order now i'm getting it delivered okay I'm not everyone's a bad agreed, person. Everyone's agreed to their part of this deal. I'm not a bad person because I wanted to order <laughs> some Szechuan when it's snowing. I'm hungry and it's cold. You know? <laughs> and there happens to be an amazing service that does that. Ponderous. Thank, thank God you don't have to tip Linode. <laughs> Seriously. They're kind of tipping you. Linode is a hosting company. They're maybe one of the best hosting companies in the history of hosting company. And I'll tell you why. They're designed, I think, to create the fastest, most responsive VPS in the world. What's a VPS? Virtual private server. The way that this works is they've got behind the scenes, they have these monster servers out there with Tons and tons of horsepower, SSD drives, all of this stuff happening. And what they do is they carve them up based on what their customers need on demand, on the fly. So you're, you, you're like, oh, I want to host a little website or I'm building a Rails app or I want to do some Python development or I need a place to run a mail server and a DNS server or I want my own private Git repository just for our developers. I just want a place to chuck files, whatever it is. You want a VPS, you want one of these virtual servers because you know what? One of these things, this, your service could grow. Your service could get popular fast. You want to be able to scale that thing up. Maybe when you start, you only need something little. Oh, I just need a tiny little VPS. They said it's, it's all customizable, whatever you want based on need. You can change it anytime. Plans start at only 10 bucks a month. They've got eight data centers that they run and you can get your server up and running in under a minute. Hourly billing with a monthly cap on all plans. And you can get tons of add-on services. You want backups? They got your backups. You want node balancers? You want long view? They got it. All of this stuff is there for you. Full root access. You name it. They've got it. Linode, L-I-N-O-D-E, linode.com slash quit. L-I-N-O-D-E, linode.com slash quit. Again, pull over. Right now, pull over and go visit that URL. And the code QUIT20, QUIT20, will get you $20 credit. It's pretty awesome. Go check it out. Could be two months free. Linode.com slash quit. I don't know. I just, I feel like, I feel like people don't understand about uh, tipping. They don't understand. No, no one really knows. And I remember the day that I learned, and I also, speaking of tipping, I feel like, it's easy to know if you want to do a 20% tip, move the decimal point over. What is it? Uh, if it's 30, 
one spot. Another way to, to do it is double the tax. It's another yeah, that, way to do yeah, it. Yeah, that too. I like, but I like my way better because if it's thirty, move the <laughs> decimal point over one to the left. Mm-hmm. That's three dollars. Now double that. Six mm-hmm. done. Twenty percent. <laughs> I think maybe I do twenty percent because it's so easy to yeah. calculate. Yeah. Like fifteen. I don't even know what that is. Fifteen percent of thirty. If you got take your car to a Jiffy Lube to get them. an oil change, you can tip them. Is there even a tip amount, or they just run your card? Well, it's it's a little protracted, isn't it? You go to the Jiffy Lube, right? You go in there and you you say, "I need an oil change." The guy says, "All right, uh, that'll be uh, twenty bucks." I don't think he works for tips. You He's pay hourly. you pay the guy twenty bucks there, and then the guy who does the oil change. Goes and gets the car and brings it back. And then he brings it back out to you. Different guy. Girl? Different guy brings a car back no. out to you, drives it out to you. And they're like, okay, here you go. I'm like, thanks, bye. You tip the guy? Uh, no. Five bucks. Really? Yep. I tip the person maybe who would bring my bags up. I tip and everything. the valet. I've never, I, I feel like a horrible person when I learned this, but I never tip the maid people, the cleaning staff. I don't know what they're yeah, I tip. I tip them. You got to leave the money on the pillow. I didn't know when that. they come in. You got to leave the money there. Sometimes they even give you a little envelope for it. See now, if they did that, I would have known. Yeah, but I didn't know. Someone bring you do room service. They bring up your food. You got to tip them. How much do you leave for the cleaning service? Uh, I've heard different things. I've heard that it. It's. I feel like. It depends on the length of your stay and it depends on what you're having them do. Like a lot of these. Or how uh, trash your room is. <laughs> right. A lot of the hotel, like when when you see my room, it looks cleaner than when I got in there. It, the bed's made, everything's done. So like they should be tipping me really. But I've You've feel, actually cleaned it I've better cleaned than the they room would. better than they did. Yeah. Actually, it's probably true. It is true. You disinfect things. Yeah. I've talked about that on, uh, on the, we need to do that on the second Part two of the travel. I know show. we need to do that. I was thinking about that. Talk too. about how I, my disinfect uh, plan. But yeah, you're supposed to tip them. I, I've heard a dollar a day, which I don't think is enough. I've heard $2 a day. I've heard different amounts. I've heard that if you, you know, like if you do the little thing where you're like, no, I don't need to turn down. I don't need new yeah, towels. Yeah, what if you never have them. them come in until the very end when you've checked out? Then, then you would question if they really deserve the tip or not. Because they're not like bringing you fresh towels. They're not turning like, your bed down. I still feel like it, if you got to give them at least five bucks, at least. Maybe that's not enough. How many people are there? How many rooms are there? They, they, I know they need tips. Do are they, they working work for, for tips? tips? I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> I never know. I don't know. I it's, always get I'm just, I'm in, at the Starbucks. I'm incensed. I'm like, no, you get one dollar. Okay, $1. drive through. Oh, Starbucks drive through? No, okay. Uh, let's do Taco Deli drive through. How much are you? Is it a big order or a little order? Uh, you're getting two tacos for yourself for lunch. Dollar. Because all they've done is transcribe your order and then hand you a bag. They assemb- They did some assembly. What if they make a joke? But and you don't. Like, oh, then I might take the dollar dollars. away. No, 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 no. You're that made you happy. A joke would not make me happy. Why not? Because I don't want that kind of relationship. I just want my food and get out of there. If they make me laugh or if are, are nice to me or. I would like. I or would, maybe if a lady like a lady will like call me hun. Hold on one second, hun. I'm like, oh, you just got that's going to get them an extra dollar. Yeah, I'm so dumb. I love it. 
You can call me hun all you want. I'm not <laughs> going to get an extra buck out of it. Yeah. If you know, if it, you know, and then and then like things like this happen. That's Southern hospitality. Like they'll drop. They they might drop the taco and be like, oh, we got to. Re- I'm so sorry. We got. I'm having a crazy day. Then they're gonna like earn. That'll make someone feel bad for them. I think a lot of people pity tip. Pity tip. Yeah, like you feel bad for someone, if and then you tip crying, them more. Sure, I'll ball tip more. <laughs> Why would you tip you more tell, if they're crying? Because they're sad and they need a little pick me up. The dollar is going to do buy that. Buy them for them. a taco. I heard. Now here's where I'm I that person. Here's where I like tipping. Here's where I like it. I, I I saw a thing. I think you sent me this. It's and I think it's made up, but I like the story anyway. <laughs> y- you sent me this a week ago. Where they were talking about how um, these one, one, 20, 20 wonderful things that will give you renewed faith oh, in humanity. Yeah, one it of made those. Made me so things. happy. Yeah, I like that. So I one tweeted of the, that too. If anybody wants to see it, one of the stories was that apparently a woman was talking. She was a server at the restaurant, and she was talking to one of her colleague servers about how much she missed her son and how she couldn't take time off and couldn't afford to go, go and, and see and him. See I him. guess he was in another state. Or right. Something. And somehow it, it, it the, a customer overheard this conversation. I think it was their server. They heard their server talking, talking to another server yeah. and overheard the conversation and thought, you know what? I, I miss my son. I miss my son too. Or I know what it's like to miss a son and gave her whatever the 200 some dollars was that she needed for a, a bus ticket or a train ticket right. or whatever it was to get to, to visit the and son, go see your son and yeah. left the note and said, take some time off, use this to go visit your son. Something like that. That's so sweet. It was very sweet. I and never expect that to ever happen. That to me, <laughs> that to me seems like the, the right way to tip. I feel like anything less than that. Right. It's stupid. Don't do it. And <laughs> right, I, like a dollar. I don't. Okay. It, yeah, the dollar's not helping in her life. Cool, I can go buy chips out of the vending machine or half a Coke. I propose <laughs> that all prices for things that where tipping is involved should be increased. And where tipping is involved. Right. So tipping should be eliminated. All uh all uh, uh prices should be raised where tipping is involved. All prices should be raised and then no more tipping. So if that I if the sandwich that. that you normally get is six dollars. Now it's going to be $8 or $7.50, so you don't ever have to tip. I love that. I love that. That's what I really did love about Europe was there was no... Also, you're not forced to do math. You You just sign it. That's it. You're done. Yeah. I loved that. I loved that a lot. I just can't get over the nerve of this woman. I don't know. She feels a little entitled to me. Oh, she's super entitled. Now, I'm looking at a picture of Mel Corka. Uh, she look. I'm. I don't know how old she is from this picture. It's tough to tough Can to. Can I guess. see Mel Corka? I'll. I will. Oh. Since you're all the way down there, and I'm all the we're way over gonna, here, we're going to turn your screen. I don't turn the screen. It's set in just the right way, and then if I turn it, it will be different. Uh and the. I love the URL. The URL is Morgan Stanley Banker tips our delivery gal only one seventy five in Blizzard. That would have been a better title, I yeah. think. You won't believe. So if you click over to picture number three in the carousel, you can see a picture of Mel Corka. Ah. She doesn't look, I mean, I will. I say she's a millennial. Can you go along with that? No. She's older or younger? Yeah, she's between 
<laughs> she's maybe like 28, 29, 30, 31, 32. Okay. So she's just post pre, pre-millennial, I guess. Well, yeah, I guess she could be they, on that tail end of millennial. They like say Kat that, is. that uh, millennials <laughs> are the early 80s. Oh, yeah. That's the beginning of millennial ending in the early 2000s. I think she's a millennial. I got my money on it. Got my money on it. Anyway. I think that's part like her of her snow goggles. I think that's part of it. See, she put those. She didn't need those snow goggles. Nobody else is wearing snow goggles like that. It's a part of her act. Look at that scarf that she's. Come on. It looks I grew cold up, to me. I grew up in Philadelphia. It's cold. You're I've been cold in blizzard. here in Austin. That's, yes, because I've become <laughs> spoiled by the lovely weather that we have here. But I'm saying if she's from Iceland, it's just part. It's like part of her. It's you know how like like somebody goes and they get in a tiny little fender bender and they're like, I'm going to sue you. And when they're in court now, they've got, you know, a wheelchair and crutches <laughs> and a big neck brace on. And then right, as soon like, as they get out of court, they rip all that off and go swimming. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. Like I feel like she's hamming it up. Well, you don't maybe want to go swimming. You don't look at what look at her. Look at there. Uh, come you think on. She's hamming it up. Yes. I'm saying she's hamming it up. I want to get get her on the next show. And I want to talk to her about this because, look, I'm not saying that it's not hard to go and drive and look at her. She in the first photo, she's struggling. I don't even know how she worked her bike across that street. Look at that. Look at the, all the slush and the snow and everything covering it up. It's a hard work doing that. She must have great. She must well, be in great physical condition to do all I that. I think her, her whoever did her photography for this kind of failed because. They didn't make it look like she was like the only person brave in this room. There's people out. Oh like, yeah, there's lots of people and shopping stuff. and stuff. Look, if there's people shopping, then your job is only different because you're on a bike. All I'm saying <laughs> is, and they're not getting paid to shop. All I'm saying is, in the snow, what? No one should be surprised about tipping, and shame on shame on her for making us talk about this for a whole show. Shame on her. We talked about tipping, though. I think that was pretty good. I just, I feel like you have to, and the moral to all this is you should understand what, you should understand what's involved in your job and you should understand what the expectations are. And so often we start a job or we begin a process not really thinking it through. We jump into something. Now, who cares about that? We don't have to worry about that. Well, it's clear she picked the day and she picked the whole experience and said, you know what? I don't have to go into the office to my New York Post job, but I'm going to write, I'm going to write a piece on this. You know what I'm going to do since it's snowing so hard? I'm going to, I'm going to like be a delivery person. I'm going to be a delivery gal and, uh, and I'm going <laughs> to see what kind of tips I get that I'm going to write a piece about. Yeah. Everybody's job is hard and this is the one she picked and she's surprised that it was hard. Also, I think if she she's was surprised a- that she didn't get rewarded for hard work. Whoa. Whoa. Also, I think she, if she was a delivery person every single day, I don't think this would have phased her at all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, know I feel like mean. maybe you would have been like posted a Facebook picture if you were the delivery person or like a Snapchat and been like, only person on the road in the snow, that's me because I'm awesome. I'm your delivery person. Right. Why not have a, why have not have a, a Hattie attitude? And the Hattie attitude says, be like, uh, I'm, I'm kicking ass in the snow right damn? now. No. I'm kicking ass in the snow. Right. Look at me. Like you're sitting at home. Guess what? 
cardio out in the snow. Right. Riding a bike. I would do like a big snow angel or something and then be like, oh, you know me, just going, just a regular day at, at the regular office. Regular day at the office. Yeah. See, I would do something, something fun like that. Title. Title. And that's it. We got to wrap this thing up. Uh, I got one more, one email to do today. But you've got to send me some more emails if if you want to get on the show. So here's what you do. 5by5.tv slash contact. Pick quit from the list. Type your email. If you don't want me to use a real name on the show, I won't. I will respect that. Here's an email. Dan and Hattie, love the show. It's one of the things that helped give me the courage to suggest to my employer that I could work remotely. And so I was able to move to New Zealand and continue my job while enjoying my time in that country. Now I'm back in the U.S. due to a family health issue and looking for a new job. I've been in the same position for almost nine years and I'm a little rusty on my job search skills. Since I saw just saw The Force Awakens and I've got Star Wars on the brain, my problem is that whenever I start a cover letter and read what <laughs> I've written, I get the voice of C-3PO in my head. And I'm not going to do the voice of C-3PO, but he writes an example. Sir, my first job was programming binary load lifters, very similar to your vaporators in most respects. Maybe this is a boring question, but I work in the legal industry which has a pretty conservative culture. Is there anything I can do in my cover letters to stand out without sounding like a nut? I'm aiming for something between droid and kook. It's already pretty hard to explain why we moved to New Zealand. We felt like it. Thanks for all the help and entertainment you provided on Quit Back to Work and all the great shows. So, um, this is a really interesting email. It's this not a boring seems very question. Creative. I think they're too creative I, to be working this, in the legal industry. I think so too. That's exactly what I thought. But here's the thing. Here's what I hear uh Gord, I'm gonna call him Gordo. Here's what I call Gordo uh asking. Should I stifle my creativity and individuality in order to conform to what I find to be the an norm. abrasive and uh, overly uh, normalized industry. And I say no. And I say, you know what? It's going to help you stand out. Yes. What will help you stand out is your individuality, is your creativity. If you are, are, are creative and fun and nice in your cover letter and the person reads it and says, oh, Gord is uh, too colorful for this place. We want somebody more straight-laced. You're going to be unhappy there. You will be unhappy in that place. Right. Be yourself in your cover letter. Don't be who you think they want you to be. Right. You'll hate the job. If they don't like the fact that you said, you know what? We want to try something different and move to New Zealand and we're going to do it. And I'm going to do a great job while I'm there. And now I'm back here and I'm looking for another job. And I'm, I am the kind of person who moves to New Zealand sometimes. Like, I think they're going to look at you and they're going to say, man, I wish I could have moved to New Zealand. This seems like somebody that's really flexible and yeah. like can take anything that we throw at them. Right. And then you're going to say, you know what else? They got that out of their system. They're probably going to stay put for a while. So, right. you know, I think that's a good thing. Be yourself. I'm not saying, you know, put your Star Wars uh, references in there. But if, if you're a fun person who likes to have fun, let like, it show. Let it show. Say that in your email. Be yourself. Write, write a cover letter that you are proud of. Write a cover letter that embodies who you are. And if they don't like it and don't want to hire you because uh, the cover letter reflects the fact that you're an upbeat, happy, fun-loving person, then guess what? You don't want to work there anyway. Right. Now, if, if, that, 
if you do that for three months <laughs> and, everyone, and, and everybody turns you down, right. then you may have to bite the bullet. Maybe tone and, it down a little bit. Yeah, you know, tone it down and say, crap, I guess I shouldn't be working in the legal industry. What a dummy. But guess what? I do work in the legal industry and I do need a job and then tone it down. But in the meantime, you might be surprised the kind of response that you get by being yourself. That's it. I'm out. Peace. Have a good week, everybody. 5by5.tv slash quit slash, what did I say this was? 84? You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Benjamin. Uh, please do send those emails. I'd love to get your questions and comments. And uh, Hattie's on Twitter, too, at Hattie Bird, H-A-D-D-I-E Bird. Tell me what you think about tipping. Tipping. Not cats. Have a good week. Take care.